This is exactly right. It's me, Roz. Welcome to another listener phone call extravaganza. Maybe my favorite week of the entire month. I am so grateful for all of you that listen to this show. And I would love for you to be on an upcoming listener phone call extravaganza. So, of course, send me an email at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. And just uh, put in the subject line listener episode. And just give me like a brief little thing like, oh, Roz, this is what it's going to be like. I've got this story. I got that story. Like that kind of thing. You don't have to write the whole thing out. Just, you know, give me an idea. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe we can uh, work it out and you can be on a listener episode soon. Um, guys, I, uh, and one thing I wanted to bring up, I feel like it's, it's been a while since I've talked about this and it's sort of a topic that I'm, it's very personal, but I'm also just always trying to figure out what's going on. But basically, um, I wanted to address like my pronouns. Because, you know, it's wonderful. We all we all talk about this kind of stuff all the time now. And, and I love that. And um, sometimes I people call me he when they're referring to me on this podcast. And, um, you know, I get it. Like, you guys don't know me very well other than me just being someone that talks about ghosts. But I actually prefer she, her, or they, them. Um, not so much he, him, but... Um, yeah, I would prefer like she, her, they, them. Just so you know. The more you know. If you are on Patreon, patreon.com slash Roz I have a video this week. It's just me kind of reminiscing, telling a story or two about what it was like when I used to do shows at the Cavern Club at Casita del Campo, where I used to do live shows. And of course, it's a venue that comes up all the time on this podcast because it's my favorite place in Los Angeles. And so I just kind of tell stories about other shows that I've done there and like these campy, you know, Golden Girls Live and and all those fun shows that I've done there. So I talk about that in a little video. And um, we've got a bonus clip, of course, from this week's episode. I've got Kyle talking about a premonition story that took place in their family. And I also tell a story about kind of a sort of like a premonition. I don't really know what you call this kind of a thing, but an event that happened with me that I don't think I've ever told on this podcast, but it's um, another personal thing. I'm getting personal over here. It's time for me to get real. I think Um, it's a, it's a story that happened to me when when a loved one passed and um so i'm sharing that on patreon this week as well on my second tier so that is patreon.com slash and uh it is time to hear some listener stories it is an action-packed episode so let's kick it off here is natalie on with the show it's Kaylee 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, Natalie in Washington, D.C. How are you? Hi, Roz. I'm good. How are you? So good. Um, I was looking at the email you sent me. Wait, now is this true? You had a ghost story that was inspired by this podcast? Yes, I had a ghost story happen like while I was listening to this podcast. <laughs> okay, I keep hearing that it's so weird. The past like year or so, I have heard this kind of a thing, and I don't want it to make people scared to stop. <laughs> I don't want them to stop listening because they're afraid <laughs> that they're going to get visited by a ghost. But it seems like it happens a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It, <laughs> you know, when you're like in it like I think they can see that and so (laughs) they want to say hi (laughs) yeah they're like you talking about us what's going on here yeah Um, well so what happened so um just for background like my whole life I I was raised Catholic like you um but just like spiritualism and ghosts like were never a big part of my upbringing I just never really thought about it um, so one day I was at work and I was having a conversation with my coworkers, um, about ghosts. And I was kind of like, Oh, whatever. Like, I don't really believe in this. Um, but then they were telling these stories like about being visited in dreams and like all their stories were so similar that I was like, Oh my God, like, <laughs> like this is real. Wow. And then, um, coincidentally the next day you had done your interview with the chatty broad. So I listened to that and I was like, oh my gosh like Roz is so cool I'm gonna listen to her podcast and so um I just like started binging it was listening to it um and while I was listening to it I was at work and I felt somebody walk up behind me like my my desk faced a wall so my back was always to a hallway so like you know the feeling of somebody walking behind you and so I feel and I hear somebody walk up behind me and in my head I'm like oh it's my coworker like coming to say hi and I'm about to turn around and then I feel somebody like lean over me and then just go like it did a really loud like blowing right into my ear and I just like (laughs) jumped out of my seat and I was about to like turn around and yell at my coworker because I still thought it was her I thought she was just messing with me and I turn around and there's nobody there (laughs) And I was just like, oh gosh, <laughs> like I've never had anything like that happen before. And um, yeah, so it's very creepy. <laughs> Do you think that you work in a haunted place? You know, I don't know. At the time, I had kind of considered um, that maybe it was haunted. It was at um, Michigan State. So like places on campus are haunted. So I was kind of like, oh, maybe like where I work, um, there's a ghost, but I had tried looking it up and didn't find anything. I think now looking back on it, I almost kind of think because I was like really getting into your podcast and, um, kind of all the stuff that like came with that, like spirits and psychics and all that. I sort of think it was like a spirit or an ancestor or guide or someone just being like, Hey, this is like really important. And like, it's going to be a big part of your life. Like, we're just telling you that like, listen up, like, listen to this. And, um, 
So I don't know. I kind of think it was just somebody um, reaching out to me and, and saying, hey, I don't think it was anybody, anybody mean or anything like that. That's so interesting. Because, yeah, I mean, I, if you're like not open to that kind of thing and then you start flooding your brain with all of these ideas, maybe that is opening you up to stuff like this. Um, I, I don't know, but it definitely goes along with my the scariest theory to me about ghosts, which is that they don't always have to be in a haunted place. They could just kind of, <laughs> they'll find you. Yep, they'll find you. Um, yeah, it was, it was crazy too. Cause, uh, like I said in my email, like a couple days later, I was, um, at work again and, um, it was on the weekend. So I, um, had my office and at the time I was still in school. So sometime I'd come in on the weekend and just like shut the door and get homework done. So I was there doing that and no one was there. Um, and my door is closed. And then all of a sudden I hear three knocks on my door and I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, A, with the door closed, like, nobody would know that I was really in here. And B, like, nobody's here. Why is somebody knocking? So I go up to the door, I open it, and I look down the hallway super long, and there's nobody there. And so, um, yeah, very scary <laughs> at the time. Oh. But now looking back, I think it was somebody nice. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like, so you watch these ghost hunting TV shows, and they love this idea that I've heard for years now when I watch these shows where they're like three knocks that means it's the devil and it's making fun of the holy trinity like it's like this theory and maybe that is true I don't know but I imagine that there's like also like ghosts of dead people or just regular old nice ghosts that are like I'm just gonna knock I'm gonna be nice and then they're like Oh shit! I did the three knocks. Damn it! They're gonna think I'm a. Uh, they're gonna think I'm evil. Like that was in the handbook. I should have known better. Um, but I imagine that there's there's probably ghosts that knock three times that aren't the devil. Yeah, they just want to say hi. You know, you can't see them, so they have to announce their presence somehow. <laughs> exactly. Wait, what is now? This story that you were telling me about the Christmas story. Can you tell oh that God. one? Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. This is such an awesome story. Like I, I get chills. Um, so yeah, so this was last Christmas. Um, and, uh, so in my family, I have my maternal grandmother and then my papa, my, uh, maternal grandfather, um, and my great aunt Dory. And, um, I think last Christmas was the first time where they, um, were all passed. Uh, so my great aunt Dory was the last to pass, um, I think last year. And, um, so my uncle, he was just like working in his garage and he had, um, just like random Christmas music compilations, uh, playing on his TV while he worked. And something you should know is that my grandpa, my grandma and my great aunt, like all had very distinct looks. Like you could always pick them out of a crowd. My Grandpa, he was always wearing like one of those flat brimmed caps and like a little like checkered coat. And my grandma, she was a very like bright, bubbly person. So she always had bright red hair. Um, it was always wearing red clothes, all that. And my great aunt Dory was like very fashionable, very chic. So she always had black clothes on with like something leopard, like a leopard um, scarf or hat, just whatever. And she always had, um, dark black hair. 
So anyway, he's having these compilations just like play in the background. And he happens to look up at this compilation of Christmas music that happens to be featuring um, B-roll of just a random like, like Christmas market in Poland. And my family uh, on my mom's side is all very, very Polish. Um, so it's a very big part of our family. So he's looking, he looks up at this video and he sees my grandpa, my grandma, and my great aunt all in a group, like walking around this market. And like, it wasn't them, you know, they weren't, they weren't in Poland when this was um, filmed, but it was sure enough, it was a guy in the flat brim cap. And it was a, a lady with like an older lady with bright red hair and another older lady with black hair and with a cheetah um scarf on and so i mean it just was the spitting image of all three of them and so um oh gosh <laughs> um yeah so it was just kind of like even though they couldn't all um be with us uh for the holidays it was just um like saying hi and saying you know even if we can't be here uh we can still say hi in our own way so even though they weren't that with us, is we so there. cool. <laughs> so wait, did they look like, um, like, I don't know, like the age that you remember them? Or yes. Like, mm-hmm. Wow. Like identical, like spinning image. Like even for a while, we were considering like, did they ever go to Poland? Like, is it possible that it's like actually them in this video? Like, yeah, it was, it was very weird. Um, and I mean, literally, it was just, it was so random, too. Like, he just had it playing on the background and just happened to look up um, at the precise moment where, like, they're on screen. Um, yeah, it was very crazy. <laughs> That's, like, honestly, one of the most beautiful kinds of, like, these types of stories I've ever heard. I, <laughs> I, I just think it's so cool. It makes me, like, really smile. It makes me, like, emotional. I, don't, I just think it's that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was nice. And I think that's what's, what's great about like your show and everything you talk about. It's like, you know, ghosts can be spooky, but they can also be, be friendly and they can be people that you love just telling you that everything's okay and telling you that um, they're still around. So I think, yeah, there's a really beautiful aspect Um well, the spookiness too. And it's also such a like Christmas, like I feel like that's a scene from some kind of Christmas movie or something. <laughs> it's just like so the fact that it was at Christmas time. Oh, I love that. Um, hey, do you want to listen to some EVPs with me? <gasps> oh my God, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's listen to one EVP. I have one here. Um, okay. And let's just do it. I think it'd be fun. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> okay. EVPs or EV please. This one is from Ectovision Paranormal on YouTube, and it's at the Knickerbocker Hotel in Linsville, Pennsylvania. And I will say that they, this YouTube post, they were kind of like, um, this is what we think it says which I, I to be fair I should include that in there because a lot of times they're like this is what it says which is always like more fun to be but um so I think they're open to different things but um tell me what you think you might hear okay yeah I mean there's a lot of background noise um and it's a quick like 
deep voice. Here, I'll play it again. <laughs> All I heard was boogers. <laughs> I seriously, okay, wait, let's do it again. It's like, yeah, it's definitely like something boogers. Um, <laughs> wait, okay, here's some options. Do they think it says, A, whoa, you're hot. B, what are you doing? C, warriors. Or D, pink toilet. Oh. It sounds like warriors, but it also could be like, what are you doing? Like, really quickly. Yeah, well, that one makes way more sense than warriors, but... I honestly hear pink toilet, um, <laughs> which I would love a pink toilet. That's amazing. Right? Um, wait, one more time. They believe it says warriors, which I'm like, why would there be? Okay. I don't know. Maybe. But, the ghosts um, are unionizing. They're creating a spirit army and they're going to. take Exactly. Over the world. <laughs> yes. That or they're just going boogers and then. <laughs> Hello, Hez. How are you? Great, Roz. How are you? So good. I met you from stereo. You've been tuning in to the shows and contributing with some truly amazing stories. And you told me a story about living in a home that was haunted by a clown, which hopefully at one point we will get to. But today, I want to talk about the haunted house you grew up in. What is the story there? Okay, well, um, firstly, thanks for having me. Hey, this is so much. uh, Well, fun. I don't know if it is fun to recount, but I know that people really enjoy these stories. Um, It is taking me a long time to actually speak of this stuff. Um, Seems that ghosts um, and uh, dealing with uh, the spirit has followed me my whole life. Um, And so I'm, I'm cool with it now. You know, okay, so my mom, um, we used to live, my grandmother owned secondhand stores, uh, two in our city. I'm in Vancouver, BC, Canada. And um, so, you know how things have energy, right? Um, I was just thinking about this this morning in the telling of this story because we lived in the back of one of her stores in an old Victorian house, of course, um, complete with turret and so forth. Um, so for any child, that's all that's kind of scary to begin with. Um, yeah. Up in the door, we just had um, like an old school desk. Everything we had was secondhand and old. And I don't know if it was indeed the house that was haunted or the things we brought into the house, right? I'm sure you've heard those stories before. Uh, yes, and it's what yeah. I think about constantly having a home with everything secondhand. Okay, right. So I kind of like stopped that in my life. I'm now a minimalist with everything brand new because I don't mess around and I miss my vintage things. But anyway, okay, let's get to the house. Um, we moved from that house. Scary enough, there's stories there. But um, my mom was not enjoying 
being in that space anymore. So we moved to a house thinking it would be so fantastic to move over by the water um, in this old house. It wasn't as old as the prior one, but maybe 1930s, 1920s, and still with peaked roofs and things like that. So as you um, enter the house, the front staircase uh, would go up to the attic, and that is what my mother chose to be my bedroom. I was six years old at the time, and um, so this narrow, narrow staircase kind of, you know, you know those really old, almost like um, the ones you see in the backs of kitchens in old buildings um, that go up. It was just narrow enough for one person at a time. Sure. So that, yeah, so... I loved it at first, right? It was a it was a slanted roof. It was the attic, and there was one window at the back that looked out into the back um, alley and backyard. And um, I had a little dog, um, and you're going to laugh, but his name was Spooky. I got him when we moved into that house. I know it all. I've told it really. I'm anything I tell you that sounds like it's. Crazy is because it is. So we moved to that. We got Spooky. It was a little Jack Russell Terrier. And um, he slept up in that room with me and, and was really great protection. Um, I had no closet in that room. It was just an attic straight. And so from my grandmother's store, we took a clothing rack and put it in the corner um, to put my clothes on and the shoes underneath. And every night, you know, Good night, mom. Get me a glass of water. Um, this is started immediately when we moved in, um, and everybody felt strange in the house. I should say, you know, it's hard to describe the feelings of things, right? Mm -hmm. And um, there was one. Oh, this is the worst part of memories. There was one tungsten bulb hanging from the ceiling, casting shadow on everything. She Wait, it was a what now? A, a, yeah, what now? A tungsten bulb, like just the bulb, right? Like hanging from from a wire from the ceiling. There was no okay. shade over it. It was just I, I stared at that thing a lot. So I feel like uh, the only time I've ever seen anything like that is like an interrogation room. <laughs> and there you go. You've got the vibe. <laughs> Absolutely, it was. It was not. Cool. And we had access to shades. I don't know what my mom was thinking. So, <laughs> right? But she really, and here's the other thing. Everything was haywire in there. My mom was a very nurturing and, and beautiful person. But when we moved to that house, she became very cold. We've talked about this before um, briefly, Roz, is there is something that people don't talk about, about possession. And when you're living with entities or ghosts, or in this case, ghosts, that happens, like it happens, like it doesn't mean you're totally taken over, but everybody changes who lives in these places. But anyway, so tungsten bulb hanging from the ceiling. Very first night I'm up there, I have one mattress against the wall. Um, it's okay, my mom's a hippie, so please picture that, right? So mattress on the floor. This is not a nice little girl's bedroom, but my, my clothes are hung on this rack, and the rack, I can feel, I can hear the coat hangers, metal coat hangers. <laughs> this is, we're talking late 70s here. I forgot to say that. Um, scraping along the metal clothing rack. Wait, and they're I'm, scraping? Like, what do you, like? Like, they're moving along the clothing rack. Does it seem like there's, like, so I feel like there would have to be, like, a weight pulling it and dragging well, it. Like, right. I mean, 
think about moving those. No wind is moving. Like you can, clothing can, my voice goes telling, clothing can move in the wind, but the scraping of the, yeah. Okay, so that starts to happen. This is the very first memory I have of that, other than creep, being creeped out in general. And then, and um, please know that this happened every night and it got worse and worse, but this will start here, is I could see eyes through the clothes. And now every time this happens to children, people are like, it's your imagination, but things escalated in this home. But I'll just say like glowing eyes through the clothes and not one, many, Oh many. God, like wait, how many? Yeah. Uh, sometimes four, sometimes eight. Sometimes it felt legion. And I'm not joking to you. Like, uh -huh. it felt like the room. I, I, my legs are not, my legs are not, like, just goosebump right now. They're vibrating. It felt like the entire attic was filled with eyes and faces. Oh, my God. And so I would go, yeah, and I would go catatonic. And I actually would sometimes think I was screaming, right? But I wasn't. And um, it was extremely traumatizing, but I, that was my room, right? There was no, uh, these older houses with the peaks, they're weird because they have really small rooms. So my mom's little brother was living with us. He was 19 at the time and he had a bedroom downstairs. My mom had a bedroom and I had the attic. That was it. I would wait, uh, let me jump and then go back because this is how it actually happened. For my mother is I would come downstairs and I would be covered in bruises <gasps> on my legs on my arms and she thought I was and this is way before I talk of self-harm or anything and I wasn't that kid I was actually having a good old time I was rambunctious but um so she would be like what is going like what is going on and I would say it, it's the people in my room and you know, I'm six. I'm not, you know, a, a baby. I was kind of, you know, imagine Jodie Foster, okay? <laughs> six. So I was like, it's the people in my room, Mom. I was screaming for you to come, and you didn't come. And so then I was, like, always really upset with my mom because she wasn't protecting me. I asked her if I could sleep down on the couch. She's like, what are you talking about? You know what her solution was? And we're talking a young woman here who was – not quite sure that I wasn't, you know, being strange. She put a, I told you my, my grandmother owned a couple of stores. She got a bunch of mattresses from my grandmother's stores and covered the floor of the, <laughs> of the attic with mattresses because she thought I was rolling off my bed and like ro dreaming and rolling around on the floor. Oh, she but was I don't trying know. her best. I don't know what she was trying her best. And it became like a romper room. I did have friends over in the day and after school, you know, and we had, and think about it, it's kind of joyous for a kid, right? Matt, <laughs> all over. <laughs> so the original except, bounce house. The original bounce house, except for at night. As soon as I would walk <laughs> up the stairs, this tiny staircase, and imagine this is an all wood house. You got all the creaks, all of that good stuff that freaks you the heck out. 
And I'd go up and there's the light bulb. It would always be on. Oh, and here's the other thing. The switch for that light bulb was at the bottom of the stairs. I had oh, no God. So you would have to turn off the light and then go all the way up the right. stairs in the dark. Yeah. No. No, no. but eventually, like only a few days in, I would sleep with that light on. Then it started that faces, the, the start every night was that the faces would swirl around that light and then land right in front of me. Um, actual apparitions of people in front of me. So when people say, do you believe in ghosts? I say, yes, because I've seen them <laughs> right in front of me. And here's now, who the were these people? Part. Because they, they were just <laughs> eyeballs. Now what's attached to them? Yeah, no, eyeballs for quite a long time, I guess I didn't, I'm sorry, I missed the speaker. Um, we were only in this house, it feels like 10 years, but we were only in this house uh, for eight months, I believe, six oh to eight God. months, something like that, because it, it was horrendous. We're t- uh, so the apparitions every night would sit, they would like, a little girl would sit cross-legged right by my head, and I would, okay, this gets, and please feel sorry for me because you should, um, would sit right by my head. She seemed to have family standing behind her, like standing. So she would sit cross-legged and they would stand. Uh, I couldn't really make out if it was a man and a woman, right? It was just like they were so straight-faced. Do you know how in photos, like, you almost can't tell uh, gender? back in the day because they were so plain and I don't know it was like that um, and we're not talking color either definite kind of gray apparition looking um, see through I've seen uh, ghosts since and um, this is kind of a theme maybe the way I see them I don't know how others see them but um, but you mean like sort like sort of black and white photos almost? Yeah, 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 exactly. Almost the sepia. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because they weren't like black and white. It was just they were dimmed, you know, all uh-huh. muted. And then um, I would crawl over to the window to get any light I could, um, different light from that light bulb. There was something... You know how you can't describe, but there was something about it. I needed it on, but I also wanted it off because it would maybe I wouldn't see the shadows and the and the. At the same time of this landing by my bed, there would still be movement by the rack as well. Um, Every single night. So I wasn't sleeping, most likely. Um, I certainly didn't feel like it was. I would wake up in the morning sleeping. I took to, I would, I took from my grandmother's store a bunch of glass, old-fashioned, <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but it was the late 70s, so everything was kind of old-looking, um, uh, glass baby bottles, and I would put them on the windowsill in the back. Now, remember, I'm six years old and kind of savvy, and I would suck on those baby bottles to help me to calm myself. Isn't that so sad? I know. And I would sit under the window on the mattress that was under the window and just stare in the room. 
sucking on these baby bottles. I know. This You're is why breaking I my head. heart. This I know, sweet I know. little child. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, and my and I would tell my mom, and she would be like, you know, oh, you and your imagination, which I did become an actor later, but you know, uh, <laughs> was not my imagination. And they found out that it was not my imagination. Um, nobody wanted to go. And now the bruises continued. I was. I would go to sleep at one end of the room. I'd be wake. I wake up at the other end. Now that could be me rolling on all of those mattresses. But that's <laughs> right. what would. Ha- <laughs> but that's what would happen prior to the mattresses. I would be on the other side of the room. So, um, when you're that young, I you know I don't wish I was older, but it would have been cooler to have more to say about that. It was just um, every night my dog would. Uh, know that it was happening ears up it was a jack russell he was really bright um ears up he would run to the window first often to say it's time now to go to the window there was a safe spot at that window somehow i don't know this at least that that's how it felt i did this strange thing with a, a friend of mine from school i brought her home one day and i wanted to impress her um, lots of psychological problems with this little girl at the time and myself, I mean, and, uh, I didn't like that clothing rack, as you can imagine. It was, um, and I gave her all of my clothes. Now in the late seventies, kids didn't have a million uh, pieces of clothing. I think I had like, you know, 10 things hanging on that rack and I gave her everything because I didn't want them to have, to have any place to hide. And my mom had to trounce mm. over to her house and get all my things back. Oh. So that's another interesting way out of that. But anyway, okay, so back down the stairs, let's just go on a But day. wait, did that change anything? Like when there was no clothes hanging up? Did it? Oh, because my mom got the clothes back. Like, back. Oh, okay, right. Well, we, she was like, she was really mad at me, right? Like mm. it was like trounce me over to her house. And uh, it was a very neighborhoody thing where I would just walk like, you know, five doors down and or whatever, or two blocks down to her house and got everything back. So I was thwarted in my saving because, you know, no place to hide. And the interesting thing about why do um, like the people that they were almost protecting me, the one the little girl coming beside my bed, definitely a protection feeling. I always felt a bit better, although freaked out, didn't like it. Right. But definitely what was going on, uh, the, the many and the eyes and the rustling and the squeaking, uh, that didn't feel good, you know? So I really felt that there was so much going on in this house. And I don't know, um, yeah, I'll tell you more about the area maybe once another time. But anyway, um, I'm going to jump a little bit because this house escalated. Uh, cupboards opening and closing in our kitchen, uh, the TV coming off and on with fuzz only just, or what is that called? Static only, just like Poltergeist in the movie. Mm-hmm. You're lucky you didn't get sucked in there. Girl, I'm telling you, like just on and on and on. And uh, here's here's why it's called the house of death in my family. By six months in, I developed scarlet fever, which nobody got at that time. I had, uh, by the time uh, I left, we left, 
I had boils on my, I was in, they, my mom moved a mattress down into the living room and I, I didn't know if I manifested this just to get out of the, right? Like thinking in hindsight, I mean, um, but it wasn't. My uncle, uh, Joe, who was uh, 1920 at the time, as I said, developed, had, had not traveled, uh, developed malaria. What? At the same time as I had scarlet fever and he, uh, he had, um, is, his liver failed. He oh was, my God. Yeah. He was brought to emergency. Like this is a culmination of the poltergeist things. You know, when I say things smashing, like uh, I remember being at the kitchen table, eating cereal one morning and, and a, a jug being pushed off of the counter and smashing on the floor, like just like the movies, Roz. I'm not kidding you. It's so wait, but your the rest of your family, you know, your your mom and your uncle, did they yeah. how long until they discovered that this stuff was happening? Oh, right away. It's okay. just Yeah, like cuz 6 months. Okay, so the bedroom stuff with me, what it would what I imagine now it, because I was 6 at the time is things were happening with them downstairs, but they weren't they we had no recourse. We we you know, couldn't move anywhere. You know, there was financial problems with my mom. All of this, like, it just went to mayhem levels. Like, there was, my mom's bedroom was actually kind of be- between living room and kitchen and had French doors with glass inlay inside. And those, like, um, opened and smashed in on her. And just a couple of the frames cracked, but she was sleeping at the time. And crash, we all heard it, right? And, you know, um I, it's funny why I stayed up in my room. I do remember, and this is just memory stuff because I don't remember too well, but my mom would actually, I would come down. Of course, I'm a kid, right? I would come down. Please, can I sleep with you and stuff? And she would be like, no, get back to your room. And I don't know why. That I'll never have answered because mm. my kid Buddha slept with me every minute of that experience, right? So I don't know why. Huh. Uh, yeah, that's a, and she never was able to answer me, I think guilt or whatever so anyway back to the house of death it's the only house with the grass grown up there's cardboard in the windows still today there go my legs again and the front staircase is ripped off the house it has no nose it is a sheer face so that no one can enter that house somebody did that i can even send you a picture Roz, if you'd like one day yeah Yes. Then quickly, quickly, we walk. She, my daughter can feel the energy as well. We walk around. She's just fascinated, right? And I'm like, don't be too fascinated. We walk around the alley to look. I want to show her where my bedroom was, right? For the story, we look up and we see an old man with a beard in the attic room. A real no. old man or a creepy ghost old man? I- it looked creepy ghost, but I'm thinking it was real. Like some sort of shut-in is living in there, but let's go with ghost. Was he sepia? Yeah, he was a little sepia. <laughs> and I told it too fast. I was going to build to that, but I'm telling you, my daughter saw it. There was somebody in that attic. And, of course, we know there were probably hundreds of people in that attic. So what's the so history? I, what is that house? I haven't been able to find any history in the back, there was tons of stuff in the backyard. Some old hermit. Like, that's what it looked like. It looked like an old hermit dude. But why was he in the attic right at the time of us going to look <sighs> in the attic? If he, it was like, 
really pretty. This is a kind of decent area in, in Vancouver, right? And uh, albeit families and, you know, whatever. But, like, that house is looks like an old, uh, what do you call it, um, hoarder lives there now, right? But with no staircase in the front. Staircase in the back was still on. But the moment we turned around the corner, there's a face in the attic window. And it's a little triangle window, too. Good. I feel like anytime I've heard a story like this with like a house that has just so much activity and oh. so many, so many different ghosts, it, I feel like the history usually ends up being that it was like a mortuary yes. or some kind of place where there was a lot of exactly. dead and whether everywhere. Maybe even if that area was built up from uh, logging camps and stuff. As, as I said, it was near the water and it's on the east side of Vancouver, which is um, built up. Now, who knows what that house was built on even, True. right? It could have been that there was some sort of boarding like shat ramshackled boarding place before yeah i've tried to look i didn't look that deeply just looked into the history of the house and basically it hasn't been uh sold or because my mom rented that house and it hasn't been sold since that time so whoever owned it still owns it although it just has one of those numbers like a title number no mm -hmm. person listed so yes. is the house even there? <laughs> oh my God, this is a good one. I've been ghosted too. All right, hello, Kyle. Hello. I know that you have like a bajillion ghost stories. You have contributed quite a few to some lives. And where, where, what should we get into? Which one should we talk about? Um. I feel like we should talk about the one that I briefly mentioned in the email um, about something that happened when I was a little bitty baby and it like kind of scared but interested my mom. I don't even okay. I don't even know how to explain the story, like, but I'll just say it. So okay. um what I was the firstborn in the family and my family has been living in the house and they still live to the same house to this day since like 1983. So my parents bought it when they were really young back when you know you could afford to buy houses um and this was i guess this is a late 90s now or not late not early 90s um i was just i was only a couple months old and my dad was gone away working in ohio and he was in a couple other states he's traveling around a lot so my mom was uh, home alone with me um i had a rough kind of and this is context of the story um, I had a rough kind of couple months of my life. Um, I was born like really premature. I had some health stuff going on. So when I finally came back home, my mom said that like, as soon as I was brought into the home, like the air or something felt kind of different and it didn't feel like bad or in, in like a negative way, but she just felt like it wasn't just her always like hanging around the house, if that makes sense. Um, mm. So she's at home one afternoon with me. She put me down to sleep and she thought, well, I'm going to take a nap too. You know, I'm really tired and there's no one else to watch. So I'll just, I'll take a quick nap and then I'll wake up and continue with the day. So she goes to sleep and she said she had the strangest dream and it, it was very vivid. And it was like something that you'd almost have like during the middle of the night, but this is like just during a nap. Um, and in the dream, she saw a little girl 
kind of just standing in another room, but the room didn't look like anything that she knew. And she was there as well. And the girl just kept on looking at her and she wasn't really sure what to take this dream. She's like, Oh, like there's a weird fever dream. What's going on kind of thing. Um, and then suddenly everything went white and she just kind of felt like she was in this sort of like white kind of void. Um, and then she started hearing mommy, mommy, the baby, the baby. And it kept on repeating and repeating. And she started just getting this feeling that like she had to wake up and she had to go check on me. Um, and she, the noises kept on kind of repeating and then she was finally able to wake up. And when she did, she instantly just had that kind of mother's instinct was like, I have to go check on Kyle. So she ran into the, my room and I ended up somehow flipping over and like face down and like my face right into the mattress of the crib. And at that point she kind of quickly um, flipped me over and she is still worried to this day that she thought if she didn't have that dream or she wasn't like notified that she was worried something bad was going to happen to me because, you know, infants of that age, once they somehow flip over, you know, they don't have the strength to like roll themselves back. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was spooky for her. Um, And then from then on, um, she had a bunch of other things happen. And it was always usually when she was home alone with me. So like there was certain times where toys would randomly turn on themselves. Um, There was like a little cat toy that you would wind up that um, one day just randomly turned on by itself and ended up from the top shelf of the um, closet down onto the floor of the closet. And it was just spinning around in circles, going around and around. So that was kind of spooky. Um, And that was, yeah, that was that kind of story. And I have a bunch more too. But so what do you think, do you, does anybody have a theory on what, what was going on? Um, you know what, I feel like my family has just kind of concluded that this is just some sort of female spirit that for whatever reason is attached to the house or attached to the land because, you know, I would say maybe it's the house because, you, you know, usually ghosts or spirits might attach themselves to a house if it's older, but this is in like a quieter subdivision that was built in like, the 70s so not even really 15 years before they moved in but Hmm. if you look into the history of that part of canada and stuff there's lots of history and that whole area was very big for like farmers back in the 1800s that established himself there and bought land so we wondered is that something to do with it um there's no really history of anything kind of weird going on in the house there's only one person that lived there prior and it was a mid-aged woman that was single and she just ended up moving. I, I think it's just some sort of spirit of a girl that's attached herself to the family and maybe more specifically to me because my mom is convinced that it's the whole thing that like I was the firstborn, I was the first child that kind of showed up in the house. So for whatever reason, the spirit um, showed interest in me and was like, oh, there's a, like, you know, there's a kid here. I, I don't know, but I feel like that's what it is. It's it's never so, been harmful. So she was a, like, how long did you guys live there? I lived there all my life. So like I lived there from like the time I was born and then I moved out in my early twenties and my parents are still there. And my parents could tell you there's still stuff that like goes on or they still kind of feel it sort of presence. Really? So like, yeah. what are some more stories about this house? I can tell one of my ones about um, seeing who I think is 
Tara. So she got this name apparently from me when I was like three to four years old because um, I'd be playing in my room. And it's, it's this very typical story that you hear a lot. But um, I was playing in my room and I'd always be talking to someone that wasn't there and just having a hoot of a time, having fun. And my mom would be like, oh, Kyle, who, who are you talking to? And I'd say, oh, you know, Tara's here. We're playing this. So we're doing that. And, you know, typical parents like, oh, it's just an imaginary um, friend or whatever. But my mom, like, sort of believed that, but also because from that one experience when I was a baby and then some of the other things moving around, she thought, well, maybe he does actually see something I can't. Um, But where would you get that name from? Were you a Tara Reid fan? Oh, I don't. I don't think so. I ain't a Tara Reid fan now. <laughs> so I don't think that's a translation. Um, I don't know. Right. And that's, that's the strange thing. It's like, how does a kid just like come up with this name and be so confident and saying, Oh, this is Tara. It's like, I would think it's because she told me, right. Or that's what I, think. that's what I would think. <laughs> she said, my name is Tara. I needed to let everyone know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to the couple times I've seen her and it's always, it's always at night. And so how old was I? Oh gosh. I'd maybe be like, this is the very first time. I'd probably be like 10, 11. I remember going to bed and I remember like nothing was out of the ordinary. And I woke up because I'm a light sleeper, literally like the door could open and I'd be like wide awake, be like, what's going on? Um, I suddenly woke up and I felt like someone was in the room with me and I was kind of facing like out towards where like I had a really, really long dresser and then like a really tall dresser. So it took up like almost like a whole section of the bedroom. Anyways, I kind of like looked up at the dresser and there's a little girl just sitting there on the dresser. And again, it was tall enough where like her feet were kind of like dangling. Um, she didn't look that old and she was just like looking at me. And I was obviously so scared, but I was like, oh, maybe I'm just dreaming. So like I closed my eyes and opened my eyes again, and she was still there. So no, that's supposed to work. It was supposed to work. So I instantly just kind of like did the typical, like, I'm going to turn and face the other way now. And the weirdest thing was, is, again, this would just continue to happen. Like, this, that was the first time, and I thought, oh, yeah. I wasn't convinced, obviously, at first. I was like, this is just a dream. I'm seeing things, whatever. And then when it happened second time, not too much long after that, and it was literally basically the same thing. But that time, the second time I saw her is I saw her in a beanbag chair in the corner of my bedroom. And she was just like sitting in the beanbag chair. (laughs) And and I did the same thing with my eyes. I was like, I'm going to close my eyes and like open them. She's going to be gone, right? Nope, she's still there. Wait a so, minute. So when somebody sits in a beanbag chair, it kind of like morphs around them. Did it like do that or was she like floating up on it? It looked like she was like sitting in it, like like morphed in, like just in, so enjoying. Like weight to her. Yeah. Um, and that was spooky still too. I was like, well, how does she do that? Right. Because you think of a ghost like, oh, you know, they're not going to actually take form like a human or whatever. And, you know, like I, it sounds kind of contradicting where you like, I think it's good to question yourself sometimes. So like, I, I think for the most part, that probably was her. Um, do I, do I think every single time, you know, I saw her, cause I've probably had that sort of same situation multiple, like 
at least five, six times. Do you think every single time, you know, it was actually her, but was I kind of tricking myself? I don't know, right? Like, it's possible, but I, I think it was actually her, you know? So did anyone else ever see her? Um, my mom's seen her a few times. Um, and that was usually when, again, she'd be home alone or have the kids because, at, you know, a year and a half after I was born, um, my one brother was born. So, like, even then she would still, a lot of times she would see the typical, like, um, just kind of like a shadow or like movement either like in the corner of her eye or a lot of times um, she would go downstairs where all the kids toys were. She, she told me this actually a couple days ago. There was one time she went down to the basement and there's a bunch of to- toys. That's where all the kids hung out, whatever. And as she went down the stairs, like when you kind of go eye level, there'd be all the toys and stuff. And then there we had a big, huge, like sectional. Um, she saw like, a movement and it looked like this uh, like kind of an apparition of a small kid kind of like run behind um because oh, we had all these like big like car toy sets and we had like a um it's like <laughs> it sounds so stupid like a ball pit thing with all these like balls and stuff like, you know for like two-year-olds and like it was shaped like a teddy bear and she saw like a something like run from behind like that kind of float um ball set thing and like run and kind of go towards like we had a bar but like in order to see where this, you know, shadow or whatever went, you would have to kind of turn your body quickly and like really kind of look to the right. But then by the time she tried to look there, there was nothing there. So lots of things like that, right? So a lot of things like just seeing like little, literally little apparitions, just kind of running here, going here, doing that. And I mentioned in the email, my family's super strong believers of all this stuff. So he would ask her and be like, well, were you scared? And eventually she's like, eh, no, she's like, I just knew she was here. I didn't bug her. She didn't bug me. So we just left it at that. So you think it's just one spirit? There's not multiple? Um, I personally think there's multiple because I've seen more of like the apparition of like, a, like a, an older woman, I guess not older, but like mid-aged, someone who's grown up. So... I think it's multiple because I've seen her one time. Or it could be that thing that I was talking to Amy Bruni about. Like it could be like a, a woman that also lives as a, like a child at times. Like she manifests in that, oh, yeah. in that head space or something, you know, it could, it could all be the same, but who knows? That's a good point. It very well could be maybe for some reason she had a strong ties and memories to being a child and that times, in or you know, in order to interact with the kids, she would take that form. That's a really good point. Right. I never thought of that. Because um, I mentioned it on stereo before, but I did see her like two years ago when I came back to visit my parents. And that's a whole other thing too, right? Is a lot of times when I go back to my parents' house, I always feel that sort of presence. And that's when I usually always see something. I don't really see Wait. things as much like where I live now or whatever. It's just always when I go back to that location, do I like feel different and see different things what was it like when you saw her when you went back yeah like two years ago she i was doing dishes and um there's a window like right in front of like the the sink and if you look at it there's like reflections of the rest of the house so like you can see the one like hallway that leads to the front door like you can see like parts of like 
um, other spaces. Anyways, like I do this silly thing where sometimes when I'm home alone or I go back and visit, I'll sort of like talk out into the open. And if something wants to respond or whatever, you know, I'm open to letting it do that. So I said something down the lines of, um, you know, I haven't visited for like a while. I had, I had a time where I didn't really go back to see my parents for like almost a year. So, and this was then, and I said, you know, I haven't visited in a while, but I'm happy to be back and I hope things are okay in the house. Basically, as soon as I said that, I felt like a woman's hand kind of brushed the back of my neck and kind of run along my left shoulder. And I could tell it was a woman because she had like, it felt like nails, right? That sort of feeling of someone kind of like brushes the top of their, you know, freshly done uh, nails on the top, like on the back (laughs) of the neck. So I felt that and I looked back and I saw like the apparition of a, a woman standing kind of in the hallway. And that was interesting. It did definitely A different woman? Well, I'm honestly, that one theory you mentioned about maybe it's just one spirit that kind of manifests itself in different forms, because it wasn't a clear enough apparition where I could see facial features and stuff, right? Like, it was more that kind of typical, like, what people say, like like, a shadow person, or, like, I couldn't really make much details out, but I could tell that it was... Um, probably a woman in maybe her like 20s, 30s, not overly tall, but you could tell there was a shape of an adult woman. Could you see clothes? Um, you know, it was more kind of androgynous. It didn't really, like, I couldn't tell like if she was wearing a dress or whatever. I assumed like that they were wearing pants. Again, it was just very like, almost like an outline, like a silhouette. Like there wasn't really too much actual features. Um, just besides that, I don't know. I could tell like there's a little more curvature like in the hip and stuff. So it looked more like a female body. Does that make gorgeous sense? nails. With gorgeous nails. <laughs> yeah, because I definitely felt those. And that was like honestly the cut like the the nails thing was more freaky than actually like seeing the apparition, right? Like I'm not ready yeah. for someone to just suddenly like touch the back of my neck. I don't want people touching the back of my neck with or without a good nail set on. So <laughs> Right. Thank you so much to Natalie, Hez, and Kyle. I um, had so much fun talking to them. And if you want to hear me talk more with Kyle about a little premonition story that happened in their family, uh, go to patreon.com slash And that is on my second tier. And um, you can also find a video of me talking about uh, back when I used to do shows on um, the first tier of my Patreon as well. I will see you guys on Stereo this week, or at least you'll be able to hear me on Stereo this week. So check that out. Link in this description of this episode. And uh, join our Facebook group, Ghosted by Roz Dresfelez. And you can share a ghost story there. Or you can put it in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And um, send me an email if you'd like to be on a listener episode by uh, sending it to ghostedbyroz at gmail.com with the subject line listener episode. Um, Again, thank you so much to the listeners that have been on this episode. And um, I appreciate you all for listening. So I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye!
Scarfins Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.